All right, Matt. Uh, look, yeah. Nick's been acting pretty weird lately, and I think I know we weirder don't, than normal. Like super fucking weird. The guy, the guy is like, uh, he rates a five out of ten on weird, and lately he's been like an eight or a nine. So I think we're gonna have to invade yeah. his palace and change his heart. Okay. Uh, do we have Do we have everything we need? An equipment loadout? Are you good? Are you, are yeah, you, I'm. I'm good. I've got. A, I've got an airsoft pistol. I have. Uh, I have uh, a couple of of uh, personas ready to go. I'm. 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 I'm ready to do this. We gotta infiltrate, change his heart, steal his heart, and, and get our old Nick back. All right, let's do it. I'm in. Okay, so um, I already left the uh, the calling card. We need that. Uh, what is that passphrase in oh, order to, to access it? I still don't know what that could be. I know it could um, be so many things. Um, oh. I mean, like what? Like let, let, let's just riff. What What do you think it could be? I mean. I feel like hog is too obvious. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, welcome to my mind palace. Oh my god, that hey, worked, buddy. Oh, that <laughs> holy was it? shit! That's all it, it took. Just, it was, it was just hog. hog? <laughs> welcome to hog heaven. Oh no! Okay. It's me, Shadow Weiger. Okay, so wow. Uh, so look, wow. looking around, it's. <laughs> There's every every piece of architecture in this room is fashioned from the word wow. It's concrete wows yeah. holding up a wow ceiling. We're walking on a tile floor full of wows, and there are statues of uh, of naked chicks and and big beefy dads all yeah. holding up the word wow. Yeah, this is. Want to see my hentai library? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. It Okay, so actually, maybe this is already working because I do yeah. feel like that's sort of back to old Nick. Yeah, that does feel that feels like regular Nick. Wait, yeah. is did Nick bait us into coming into his palace just to show off? Hmm. I mean, it gets kind of lonely in <laughs> Hog Heaven. It's just kind of me and my subconscious. So that'd be cool for my bros to hang out inside my brain for a bit. Oh. So you know. Keep Shadow Wags company. So, so Shadow Wiger is just—he's just hanging out in an empty space, waiting for people to show up. Yeah, it's like you think, like, hey, I'm just gonna say, sit here and uh, you know, read my hentai collection at the end of time. But at a certain point, you just—you want to see another face, and not just like a fucking, you know, weird succubus with half her head missing. Yeah, the only the only or a little gremlin. The only monsters I saw on on the way in was a. Uh, was a, a half-formed old woman, half cheeseburger, and then like a like a like a fillet of fish-faced horse. Yeah, that's kind of my uh, mind harem. <laughs> uh, I, it's kind of a careful what you wish for scenario there. Uh, anyway, you want to steal my treasure? It's right here. <laughs> uh, it's just a bunch of. It's more. It's more hentai. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to take this back to the real world so that we don't have to ever, ever infiltrate this palace ever again. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to stay. What? <laughs> <laughs> I am thou. Thou art I. Thou hast acquired a new episode. As we play, you play sprawling modern JRPG classic Persona 5 Royal this week on Get Played.
to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I have, I'm here with our... Th- oh, fuck. What the Already fuck? Already a fucking mess. Holy I was trying shit. to find a Persona 5 royal track to play. Like I was just So I had that, I've had that playing in the background as we've been starting, so I was distracted by that. As a uh, what a fun deflating way to end the goddamn year, <laughs> <laughs> fucking nightmare. Um, I'm Nick Weiger, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played, your premier video game podcast. Yes, premier video game podcast. Yeah. And you know what? One thing that makes us the pa 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 premier video game podcast he's back on the rails baby (laughs) uh has been the 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 fourth member of our team here uh you know it's the three of us and it's also our engineer uh devin bryant it's me thank you so much oh well no it's the fourth member of the team i'm real i'm real happy you're, you're, you called me out. <laughs> really makes my day. You're you're a constant presence, Resident Evil Four merchant, but I don't know if I'd call you like the fourth member of the team. No, it's not like you're, uh, you know, doing a lot of work on every episode. You yeah, I'm shocked you consider yourself part bounce. of the team, considering how you sort of antagonize us uh, often as well. Yeah. Well, I got a surprise for you. For my, when I just you wait and see. Oh God. Ominous. We have well, a real fourth member of our team. We do have a real fourth member of our team. He's our engineer, Devin Bryant, uh, and Devin is here today. Uh, Devin, thank you so much for uh, for for joining us. Uh, we have some some news related to you and the podcast. Um, and I mean, uh, I, I think maybe you should just say it. Oh, okay. First of Devin's, all, Devin's canceling the show. Hi, <laughs> hi, Devin. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm leaving uh, Earwolf. Not just this show. It's nothing personal. I'm leaving. Uh, okay, Earwolf that actually be- makes me feel a lot better. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, because the not- way you said it to me was you. I ran into you in the hallway, and you just pointed at me and said, "Your fault." And <laughs> yeah, I was your like, fault. What the fuck did that? You're mean? done. <laughs> Everything's done. <laughs> No, I've been uh, I've been hired up over at Smartless Media, where I'm going to be uh, helping them launch an entire slate of comedy podcasts. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm their like first hire, which feels very cool. Uh, I'm there right at the ground floor of them building a whole thing. And it's uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, they should be excited because they got the best in the business. Oh, we love you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God bless you for saying so. Congratulations, man. And congratulations. And, and uh, you know, like people obviously know our themes and, and you know, the themes that you do for the show, the 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 remixes, uh, yes. especially in the early going in the old format when you do that, like every fucking episode. Yeah. I literally did staggering. it every week for 105 weeks. Incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. And you gave us 105 bangers and additional Holy bangers shit. since then. Yes. But also... The other thing you do is that, you know, we, we do our intros on the show and you add a lot of sound design, a lot of texture to those. You make them just like sound better, like that you make them like just like be like real, real self-contained pieces of, uh, uh, you know, audio sketches. And yes, like this, this bullshit that we're improvising, <laughs> you have to retroactively figure out how to make it make sense. And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge contribution to the show. 
And, and truly a labor of love. Every single one of them, every one of the themes in every intro sketch, uh, I, I take them so seriously. It's like you say, it doesn't matter what the content is. I want it to feel like a completely real sketch. Like, yes. yeah. that's, <laughs> and that's what makes it so good, I think, is that <laughs> I, I, whatever. I love all of those. Um, yeah, I couldn't be more proud. And, and, and look, like the themes are going to continue. I've built a library for y'all that is going to rotate probably, you know, into the future. Yeah. Um, and I want to say this as well. Yeah, you got a you got a theme month next year. Give your brother a call because oh, wow, yeah. wow. I'm down to, I am always down to to if, if there was another Pokemon type thing, mm-hmm. I would be upset if you didn't ask me to to work on a Pokemon yeah. style well, theme for you guys because it's shit. the most fun. Based yeah. on the response to Pokemon, we're probably gonna do that every single month next year. <laughs> um, uh, so so we'll let you know. Uh, but also. That to de- to what we were just saying about like those intro sketches, people often will say, and you know, it's stupid. <laughs> the stuff that we do at the show is stupid, but people will be like, those sketches are like like those. They, they've said that like how did this, how did this get played? Get played had some of the best like sketch comedy on any podcast, uh, and it, I, I attribute that to a lot of the work uh, that you did, uh, just making them sound. Thank great. you very much. No, Thank you. not oh you. This is evil former. you were looking merch, at please. me when you said it, so I, I that was not that was not directed at me. It's hard no, to tell on a show. He was zoom. looking at you. <laughs> That's what I thought. You thought you I was looking at you. think that everyone is looking at you through a, a Zoom conversation? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Webcams, maybe. Yeah. Or monitors. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. No, I, not. I agree with Matt. It, it, the, the reason our material works is because of the work you did. Oh. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it, comedy's only as funny as it is believable. And you exactly. made it completely right. believable. Yeah, that's 100%. what I tried to do. Absolutely. And and weirdly, I don't think any of you ever asked me to do that either. I think no. I just started doing it. And the yes. same with the themes. I was just like, and here's the third theme. Here's the 11th theme. Yeah. <laughs> and then once we started, like, once you started doing them too, though, I feel like in my notes, I'd write some like esoteric little like, hey, could you make it sound like this? And yes. you would always know exactly what I was talking about, uh, yes. which I uh, which I appreciated. Uh, and, uh, that's why I, I feel like, uh, us working on the show, we were a really good team. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my only note yeah. for, and, and just, you know, I know, I know you're leaving, but I, I like, I kind of wish there were more old timey car horns just throughout. Cause that's <laughs> a very funny sound. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? <laughs> well, this episode still has to, uh, get mixed. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you may get your wish. Yeah. Oh, no. Go get some, uh, go get some, uh, room tone at fucking, uh, Jay's garage, uh, for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like the idea that it really, really generous offer of you to, uh, 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 to to help out with possible future theme months, but I do like the idea of you tell you being like, "It'll have to wait, Jason Bateman. I've got to <laughs> yeah. compose a theme for Maytroid." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Will Arnett, uh, fuck off. <laughs> you I'm wait Luigi. your turn. Yeah, yeah. It's Luigi month. <laughs> yeah, give me back my uh, my Moog. Is it Moog or Moog? It's not Moog. Give me back my Moog. <laughs> No, I no, don't want to tell. This, this has truly been guys. like a, a real, a real pleasure because this was one of the first new shows that I got to work on. Mm. Yeah, a lot of my work at Earwolf is like the bulk of it has been on how did this get made and Unspooled. Unspooled was a relatively new show, but they both predated me. Sure. This this mm-hmm. show, on the other hand, I saw it on the calendar. How did this get played? Pilot recording. 
you know, and I was like, okay, I want in on that because I knew Matt was working on it. Yeah. Matt and I had all got along from the minute I started there. And I feel I was like we like, got a burrito the first day you you, you worked. Uh, we did at Your Wolf. I was like, let's this guy's good good company. Exactly. And I ju- <laughs> I just wanted to work with I wanted to work with Matt on something. Yeah. And I had seen Heather at a Wild Horses show that I recorded. Uh, and yes. I, and I just I think Heather is one of the funniest people. I'll just I'm just since we're doing compliments, I think yeah. Heather is one of the funniest people I've ever met. And I was like, oh sign me gosh. up for that. Recorded that pilot up and just and had the theme song written by like the next week and yeah. the, the the original version of it. And when it all kind of came together, I was like, this is going to be a blast working on this show. And it proved to be every single episode, um, you know, and I've obviously I got a little bit busy the last year or so with uh, so, some other shows that just needed my uh, my time and attention. And Matt right. Apodaca has been getting so good at engineering and so good at editing since we're throwing around compliments. That Me, I was he, like, I when's my handle- turn? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew he could handle, like, recording it, setting up the session, and my job was just to come in and do all the little stardust at the end. And that's been a really fruitful year also, working that way. Uh, your presence has still been felt. It's still been an enormous help. And, uh, and yeah, we, did, we just wanted to... So, uh, to say thank you, and we we figure we do it at the top of the show because this episode is going to go on for an, an annoyingly long time. Yeah, because we're talking about a gigantic game, and so we didn't want to have you feel like you had to stick around the entire time. But God bless you, Devin. Yeah, Absolutely, thank you Thanks so you much, Devin. Oh, yeah, thank my you, buddy. Pleasure. Oh man. Wow. Okay, now get out of here. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Uh, well, look, we got the uh, the the game awards just happened, and I, you know, I do I I do feel like we should. Well, it just happened, I guess, as of this record. It'll be a little bit dated uh, by the time this episode comes out. But I I do feel like we should talk a little bit about anything that anyone saw at the game awards. Uh, any reactions? My big thing was seeing Hades too, which I was not expecting. That was a big big surprise reveal. Yeah, uh, looks fucking awesome. I'd love Hades. Give me more of that. And I like that's got a new protagonist. This. We already just said that this recording is going to be so long, and you're baiting us into talking about Death Stranding 2 for two yeah, hours? Yeah, Death Stranding 2. <laughs> fucking incredible. I mean, it looked can't great. fucking wait. It, it looked fucking great. It's so well-directed. Mm-hmm. The fucking cover of BB's theme, that acoustic cover of BB's theme, fucking great. Uh, Incomprehensible. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. More yeah, incomprehensible. Like you thought we already understood what was going on, and then they show us stuff that we're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's an octopus inside of the uh, inside of BB's holding. Yeah. What it, what is that thing? Oh no. I don't know. What the thing that, that, that BB gets carried around in? Yeah, what is that? Like a BB? I'm sure it, ha- it has BB some case? name. I forgot I've forgotten what it is. Hmm. We only did three episodes about it. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a a fucking, you know, 10 minute cut scene uh, where uh, a heart man explains exactly what it is. Or I guess it would be dead man. Sam, be at- <laughs> what you're holding right now is the BB case. Like, just like, yeah, straight, straight uh, information dump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also, it was fun to see Kojima just kind of make the rounds of meeting a bunch of celebrities, like just on uh, social media, just all the different people he was visiting. Yeah. yeah. Like on, Al Pacino. On Instagram and fucking, yeah. He met Al Pacino-san. It was just a Kojima and Pacino just fucking chilling. It's pretty amazing. Dunk Hartman for yeah, the there, Death Stranding 2. Did you call him <laughs> Dunk Hartman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the... Um, I mean, we got to play K- it now. Yeah. The oh no, we don't have time. <laughs> oh no! Something's brewing. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore. It's Duck. Al <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend. All right, it's I good mean, stuff. For sure, that sketch has more viewers now than the film itself, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but and we talk about it every single time it comes up. The It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk is so funny every single time. Delivery is incredible. It's, it's funny, and the echo, the echo on him saying Dunk is so fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how you would... Like, I imagine in the days where I used to write sketch comedy, my notes would be so granular. And even then, I don't know that I ever would have been like, and when this line is delivered, it should sound like it's recorded in an empty room. Mm. Just this word. (laughs) It should sound like a book being dropped in a library. Yeah. (laughs) And no one's there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The, oh, the, I looked it up. The, the case that BB resides in, in Death Stranding, is called the BB Pod. Of oh, course, okay. the well, BB Pod. BB Pod. Yeah, sometimes the answer is just kind of boring. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that answers that question. But I got another question for everyone. What are you playing? Oh, now you need me. Oh. Now you need me after yeah. I... Well, you didn't call me a fourth member of the team. Look at me. I'm in an airplane. You're in an airplane? That's fucking right. I'm zooming to you from an airplane. Oh, that's why your connection's kind of spotty. You're yeah. using the aerial uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, chip. Uh, yeah, we lost uh, you there for a second. You can't even stop me. So why don't you... Wait, what? Why, what? Why don't you reconsider what you need in life? Because I'll tell you what I needed. Three friends in a podcast segment. We're wow. friends. It's a, it's a good segment. Too late for People that like now. You. One more time before I yoke this straight down. Oh, my God. What are you playing? He's plummeting. I, the ground is approaching. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my He's going to... Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it's just static. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. my God. <laughs> oh. Well, at least it was a one-person plane. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like I it was a big so. empty field as well. Yeah. Yeah, just stretching a Cessna into some I didn't wheat. even know you could, you could, in all my time in Flight Simulator, I don't think I've ever gotten that kind of pitch. On a plane. Like he was, he looked like a pencil. Yeah. That- <laughs> like straight up and down. Oh, uh, I mean, what a way to go at the final episode of the year. I guess that's, yep. that's it for Resident Evil Merchant. We'll I miss guess, you, man. 
we'll yeah, and rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. La Plaga no longer uh, plagues you. No, no longer la problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I tried. I'm not glad he's dead. <laughs> no. But no, it that's sort of what I feel too. a little easier, you know? Yeah, I don't like that if, we saw it. I don't like and, that we witnessed it. No, it was horrifying. And if this is your first episode of the show by chance, what you've just caught up on is a uh, months-long saga where the um, the guest announcer for our segment, What Are You Playing?, was the Resident Evil 4 merchant. He's come on some tough times, and apparently he just self-immolated inside of an airplane uh, right there on Zoom. Rough stuff. Yep. Uh, well, look, what I've been playing <laughs> with every spare moment of my time as I've been binge recording uh, my podcast before the winter stop down has mm -hmm. been Persona 5 Royal. I have just been putting as many hours as possible into this game, staying up past my, my bedtime. But I will reference one other game which is today, as of this recording, the DLC for Vampire Survivors Ooh. released Legacy of the Moonspell. Um, and as soon as we are, not as soon as we're done with this, but once we are done with this episode and I get some more time uh, to vamp, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be exploring the Legacy of the Moonspell and see what's going on there. So that's me. Uh, know, Matt, how about yourself? Oh, well, wow. OK. Go no, no, Heather, go for it. No, go go no, for it, no. Heather. Go ahead, Matt. Go I didn't ahead. know you were going to cue yourself, I so started, I just naturally transitioned okay. to someone else. It's OK. I, I normally go third, so that's all right. No, I you can't can go, believe go we're second. doing this in front of Devin. Go second. OK, I'm going second. Um, Spoiler alert. I didn't manage to beat the 130 hours required of uh, of Persona 5. Right? Yes. Um. And at some point, and I think we all discuss this on a uh, text thread. At some point, I was like, I just have to live my life. Right. But um, I'm about to go on uh, on a vacation. And I've decided to bring my Steam Deck. And I'm looking forward to having two weeks off of Fortnite in order to play more Persona 5 Royale. Wow. Like, wow. I, I love the game and I have been playing it, but um, it's really hard when I've got 20 minutes or 25 minutes or 30 minutes of free time in between events to mm -hmm. not walk over, throw on around a fortnight. Because, you, again, one of the things I guess we'll talk about is you, you never know how much action you're going to see in any particular 30 minute chunk of Persona. Right. 100%. Um, but. I know that I'm going to see some action if I log on to Fortnite. So, uh, so yeah, that's Fortnite's been what I've been playing. So has Persona Five. But in the next few weeks, I'm going to play a lot more Persona Five. Matt, you're up. Okay, so while we're just airing it out, and we're all just going to admit we didn't beat this game, but we have a yeah. lot to talk about still. I have breaking news. I did beat a different game. <laughs> wow! In that game is God of War Ragnarok. Mm. And let me tell you something about this fucking game. It's an all-timer. Wow. For me. It's maybe one of my favorite games I've ever played. Maybe my favorite in the series. Holy the, shit. There is an area in this game that is so fucking fun and so it's like the best part of the whole game to me. And it's optional. It's completely optional. 
There's nothing in this area that you actually need to do to progress a story. But if you decide to follow a side quest there and go to this area, it's like maybe the biggest and most fun area. There's so much shit going on in there. Having not even dropped the game into my PS5 to start installing it. Yeah. What I'm hoping you're talking about is my favorite part of God of War Re- reboot. I don't know what the mm-hmm. fucking the God of War. The Norse saga, we can call the it. The Norse saga God of War. Yeah. 2018 God of War, which was the um ascending levels of combat uh that was a totally optional area where you just fought tougher and tougher and tougher enemies until you got to the top. It's not like that at all. Um but it is like Bullshit. a big it's a big open plane sort of where there's like, I mean, there's a fucking dragon there. There's like oh, all okay. sorts of crazy shit going on. Nice. It's, it's, it's wild. It's so fun. Uh, I love that. And then just the final, like, without like going into what happens and stuff, like the final uh, like section of the game, it was like, it was like, being at the battle of like Helm's Deep or something. It was like mm. being in Return of the King. It was fucking awesome. It was so fucking fun. Nice. Uh it's 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 an absolute all-timer um for me. The the combat became so satisfying to me. Um and like the the menu like there are too many menus, I will say. I thought I was at the fucking Cheesecake Factory with this thing. Oh so, get him. There's so many menus I thought I was at the movie watching the menu. Mm. There's so many menus, and you you get it. There's just yeah. a lot of menus that you have to sort of navigate through, and then there's there, and all of them have different things you can do to and upgrade things. So you can't just like if you go to like the the where you can make weapons and stuff, you can upgrade weapons there, but then you can also upgrade uh like your runic abilities in a different menu, and like just put that all in the same place. Just let me do that all in one place or right. let me do it from anywhere, you know? Um, but I think just the way they told this story, the way, like, I've been thinking about this a lot. I texted this to Zig, actually, this morning, our friend uh, Cody Ziegler. Um, just the idea that video games, that people making video games used to be like, okay, so, like, we're, this guy is, like, a plumber and he's, like, going to jump on stuff and mushrooms make him big. To now, video game developers are like, I regret the choices I've made as a father. Put mm-hmm. that in a video game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, and also, and, like, a, a main a mainstream game. Because yes. that, that, that stuff always kind of existed in, you yes. know. There were there were always uh you know back to text adventures there was there was that that sort of shit was being explored but the idea of like this is a triple A release and this is going to deal with you know basically like this is going to feel like a prestige uh drama yes and I haven't dug Pay in Cable. I haven't dug in I've I've logged off I'm mm-hmm. not on Twitter like I've logged off like I don't really look on I haven't looked at anything about this game like what Heather are you on Twitter yes I'm I'm on oh, Twitter okay. oh interesting. I Any love, interesting tweets lately? Um, yeah, I tweeted something that made the news. <laughs> so it didn't just make the news; like you became the news. I, yeah, I became news. For look forward to reading about it in Reuters and Business Insider. <laughs> 
to that i haven't so i haven't but all that to say like i haven't yeah. seen what people are saying about it in the same way that like when the last of us 2 came out heather made a bold prediction that people would maybe not like um ragnarok in the same way that people didn't like uh the last of us 2 and mm. i sort of think that could be true but not in this not in this not in the exact same way that we would think um i think just because of like i think the way they approach to telling the story it's more emotional than sure. you would consider mm-hmm. like it's um like kratos used to be this guy who was like an angry man and like this game is about anger and like and like thinking about your behavior and like past behavior and stuff like that it's it's really extremely well done um it's i mean they just announced the tv show that they're making a tv show on amazon and I think that's cool. Like, I'm like excited to see how they pull that off. I think cast Christopher Judge as Kratos if they're gonna do anything right. He's so mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal in this role. Um, Actually, I see who they cast. Chris Pratt. Oh, great! Great, uh, we got Pratt Kratos now. Yeah. Uh, Thor. Oh, great! He's standing right behind me, isn't he? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty. Um, but all that to say, so many menus. Well, this is my this is a glove box of my old Chevy Blazer. That's what I was thinking. So many menus, what? it's my takeout drawer. Wait, what? Used to keep menus in the car's glove well, compartment. You, that's like sure. I mean, from context I gathered, but but it's a little bit like you sold the joke. So many menus. What is this? The pocket of my jeans from college? And we'd be uh-huh. like, "That's a good I, one, I guess he oh. kept menus in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, you get it. This is a you call forward. What to- Wait, how do you read a menu in your glove box? What, what's happening in this story? It's just kept in there. You, you can take it out. You, ke- you keep it. You pull over and you go through menus. This is yeah. a, this is a call right. forward to this week's Get Animated. Uh-huh. Nick? We're kind of being like our favorite actor, the Joker. <laughs> What's a call forward? What does that even mean? They'll get it if they listen to Get Animated. Hey, speaking of Joker, there's a Joker in this game. Boom. It's our We Play, You Play, a Persona 5 Royal, uh, which their listeners voted in over God of War Ragnarok. That was our other option. Yep. Much more finishable game. Uh, I think probably a quarter of the length, although it's still a meaty time commitment to finish Ragnarok. Yeah, I think this I game thirty something hours, maybe close to forty uh, of 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 Ragnarok. You played more of 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 P five R. No, yeah, I think I played sixty five hours of <laughs> Persona Five Royal. I think I'm fifty two hours into Persona Five Royal, and I feel underprepared I'm, because I'm I, I've topped out at fifteen to twenty. I don't even I I don't know what my I did not get as far as you guys because I've had a lot less free time and yes, I can't, I love it, but fuck, there is a lot of fucking content in this. There's game. a lot in there, it. There is enormous amount of content which makes this. I mean, video games are fucking absurd. Like this is ridiculous. This is like, a you, world. This is a gigantic world. It's it's. Do you want to play forty percent of one JRPG or do you want to watch? 25 movies it's like there's so much time involved in this and i've loved it i've absolutely loved it i think this game is a fucking masterpiece but it is daunting uh and i understand 
first off, why I didn't crack into it until we decided to do it for the podcast to make it into content um, because it is all encompassing, but also why other people aren't doing that. Why other people are like, fuck, I don't that game I've heard is awesome, but it's like it's like reading War and Peace. I don't think I'm I might not ever get around to it. That said, if you do like JRPGs uh, and uh, or you just like things that are aesthetically gorgeous, I do recommend uh, checking out this game. It is on Game Pass right now. Uh, Speaking about the length of this game, I'm I'm, I'm going by how long to beats numbers. Uh, Main story, 102 hours. Main plus sides. And let me tell you, you're not mainlining this game. You're doing some side stuff. Yes. 124 hours. Uh, Completionist, 143 hours. And, you know, so we're averaging out in the 120, 125 hour mark there. It's a commitment. It's a big fucking game. It's the a game, big, huge commitment. The game is multiple games. Mm-hmm. It yes. is. It is Pokemon. Yes. It is collect different creatures in dungeons. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a dating simulator. It is a high school simulator. It's a job simulator. Uh, and it's also a, an extremely well produced story. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's a lot of game. It feels like. I, and I've I played, I think Persona Three, on either the Vita or the or the PSP, um, and so I was so there were there was music callbacks to that game where I was like, oh I fuck I remember this. I didn't beat that game either. Like I don't, I've never beaten a Persona game. It's so but it's so fucking good. Yeah, this is my this is my first this is my entry to the Persona franchise, and I've never played a Shin Megami Tensei either, uh, which is began the Persona began as a spinoff of that. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 unfamiliar with the franchise, and as an entry point, I mean, I I I think it's I think it's fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm playing it. I'm I'm interested in playing more once I finally finish this bad boy, which I expect to do because I'm gonna I'm in, intrigued by it. I want to keep playing it. But let me talk about one thing. Which is that this game is long, but I don't think it's ever boring. Nope, never. And I think that's the big thing about it is like the issues with JRPGs, a genre I love and that I play less of as an adult, is that first off, they are too long. And uh, this game is a terrible uh, example of that. This game is a, a, an egregious violator in terms of length. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, they get they are tedious and repetitive. And this game does a great job of all those things that would seem tedious and repetitive, you know, endless cutscenes with uh, with dialogue boxes, um, uh, uh, you know, random combat. It finds ways to vary those up so they remain engaging. So, for instance, in the lengthy conversations where you've got uh, you've got portraits, uh, character portrait art, which is gorgeous. You get car- 2D character portraits and then also text on screen. Um They've they've also got, you know, animation characters animating in the background. They've also the portraits will change up like they've got a bunch of different expressions. They didn't just render one per character. So there's a bunch of work involved there. They have a thing they do where uh, it it rips through the screen. There's like a tear through effect that closes up on just the player's eyes that happens or just not the player, just the just that character's eyes uh, for certain lines to punctuate them. Um, and all those elements make it feel like very visually dynamic as you're going through something that is basically just like reading subtitles of VO. It's it's and the same thing happens with the combat. There's so many different mechanics that are introduced to the combat encounters, uh, the the Pokemon dynamic that, that Heather mentioned 
mentioned in terms of like, you know, you're capturing enemies uh, and also they have different Pokemon style. They've got different status effects and different vulner vulnerabilities and strengths uh, pitted against each other. Uh, but also like, you know, you have both a melee weapon and a gun and then using the gun is like active, like you hold down the button and repeat and rapid fire it. The, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, of things like a baton pass. So if you deliver an especially potent attack and stagger an enemy, you can baton pass to another character and then they can do a, a, a more powerful attack. Uh, when you finish the combat, sometimes they're like you can potentially negotiate with your enemy and it turns into a hostage situation, the hold up, like all the shit. And those are like. That's like ten percent of of the possibilities that you can that can happen in a combat encounter. So those don't get repetitive. Did you? Yeah, even just talked about the gun. Yeah, just talked about the guns. Yeah, the guns are great. I I got overwhelmed listening to what you were saying. I even I I, I blanked out when you said guns. <laughs> yeah, they have the, the guns are great. I started thinking about actual guns. I was yeah, like, oh yeah, guns are pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> not this, in this real is, life in games. In games, yes. they're cool. This it, it was another one where it's, so much of this game is riding the train. Uh, where I was just like, fuck, that's awesome. Uh, I, I wish I, we had we had real, you know, commuter rail. I wish we had a functional, um, uh, 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 you know, infrastructure for for rail in the U.S. Uh, but also the like the way the game's relationship with guns is that you have toy guns because that's all you can get in Japan. You have toy guns, you have airsoft guns. But then in this 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 fantasy world, in this alternate reality, when you enter someone's headspace or a collective headspace, those guns become real. And that was another thing where I was just like, this is that's just a better country. Like you can just ride the train, you can ride the train places and you can't just like get a gun at Walmart. It's since like it has to be in a fantasy sequence. We Since we're sort of just like gushing on this game right now mm -hmm. and, and there's not really any structure to this conversation, I want to yeah. say that I walking through um spaces in Japan in this game made me so desperate to return to Japan like oh I'm going down this little alley and I recognize this little alley and oh fuck I'm I'm going to this this restaurant has this specific culture shocky feeling or 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 like fuck there's so much you can like batting cages and Rent, yes. Going to a movie, renting a movie, renting a DVD, buying a television, bu renting, checking books out from the library, purchasing books, reading those books. Like, I, I think if you were listening to this podcast and you didn't know what Persona was, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? What is this game? What yeah. are they even talking about? Yeah. We should give some context for this. So basically, the way the game is set up, you are a troubled high school student. Uh, who has the character, you, you, you name the character, um, he has an alter ego called Joker. And this troubled high school student gets, it, it gets in a situation where he rescues someone from a, he rescues a woman from, a, from being attacked, uh, but it's an, an, a, an important person uh, who he accosts. And as a result, uh, he basically has some sort of, you know, community service slash exile situation, which ends up with him being in the service of a, uh, a, a coffee shop owner in Tokyo. And so he's living in the uh, uh, the fucking an apartment that's in the attic of this coffee shop and also working some shifts at the coffee shop while going to high school at a new school and meeting a new uh, group of friends. So this is the setup. What ends up happening is that he gets a, I guess, essentially a magic app on his phone 
yeah. that allows him to enter the consciousnesses of troubled people, of people who are 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 like devious uh, or uh, or evil, or in some cases just in some sort of distress and. As part of that, you enter like a, an alternate reality that is kind of like a labyrinth of that person's uh, inner self called a palace. Uh, you enter that palace and you can go through and ultimately kind of Inception style change their heart, uh, which is the language the game uses uh, by infiltrating it uh, to the uh, uh, to the very end. So it's basically what's going on is you are a student. You go to school. As Heather was saying, there are life sim elements. That's part of the game. You go to school, you go to classes, you answer questions in classes, you study for exams, um, you read books, uh, you also have leisure activities that you do. These are all things you 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 do as part of the gameplay. They're not just cutscenes. And then also, and you're electing how to spend your time, blocks of time throughout the day. But also, there are stretches of basically JRPG dungeon exploring and boss fights. That's that's the core game. It's it's. It's a life simulator, and in order to – the way you interact with people in order to power up your relationships with them, which then unlocks abilities inside of these palaces, makes me think about my relationships in the real world, like my Heather human relationships, sure. in a different way akin to being a psychopath because I think hmm. that this game trains you – to commodify relationships in a way that in, in in the same way that if you drive for too long in Grand Theft Auto and then you get in a real car, you're like, well, it's fucking weird being in a real car. Yeah. Or like the the very, very infectious feeling of being in VR and then taking off your helmet and being like, my hands, I'm I'm using my hands. Um the way that you interact with people in persona makes you feel like, oh. All you need to do in a regular interaction with somebody is basically make them happy in order for them to regard you better, which is a spreadsheet version of human interaction that sometimes overlays with your actual experiences with real people if you play this game for too long at a time. Right. I mean, that you start to see human interactions as largely transactional because the way that 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 by built because and, and Heather is right that the relationships that you build in this game and you in, basically are increasing your rating, uh, your closeness to each character as you effectively um, uh, converse with them and hang out with them, uh, see movies with them, do exercise in the park with them, give them gifts. Your as that happens, that strengthens that character who is a if they're a confidant, and the confidants convert advantages uh, that make the combat uh, the, 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 the give you, they give you advantages in combat. So there is a a gameplay reason to be pursuing this, and also, and this is the kind of thing where I'd recommend to anyone anyone who's going to tackle this game to read like look look up like a polygon list for Persona Five tips for new players or something because it will tell you which of those relationships. 
uh, you should prioritize. And in particular, there's a few relationships that you have to get to a certain threshold in order to unlock the additional content that's at the end of Persona 5 Royal. There's an extra semester of school. So you're basically going through an entire year of school. Uh, every single day of a year of school, weekends included, is what this game is. Yeah. And you're 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 spending all that. You're choosing how to spend that time. Um, and also within that, you're choosing uh, when you are going to go and infiltrate someone's palace. So it, it, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. You have a lot of decisions points to make, and you can't possibly do everything in even in one's uh, 120-hour playthrough. It's, I, it's I a, like... It's go for big. it, Heather. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's big. It's, it's big. big. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. And it's in, like, there's so much stuff in it, like you were saying, but, like, it's not, like, a game that, like, you can really, like... I'm going to play... Yeah, I guess you can, kind of. You can kind of pick it up and be like, I'm just going to play this for a few minutes if you're not in a palace. It's, it, it, I, I will push back on that because yeah. it's you just never know how, at what point yeah. you might be locked into something. Because sometimes it'll be like, all of a sudden, like, hey, there's an assembly at school tomorrow. Now you have to do that. And, you know, it's going to be all of a sudden it's fucking 40 minutes before yes. you can get to a save point And you didn't know it was coming. I guess the only time you can really do that is if you've defeated a palace early. Yes, right. And then you have sort of you're just sort of like waiting out uh for uh cuz what you're doing is you're you're going to these these people's like mind palaces and trying to change their heart so they stop doing something bad in the real world. Um, let's, let's use the first one yeah. because that's the least spoilery and yes. we've all definitely experienced that. So the first one is at your high school, there is a, a a former Olympic star volleyball player who is their the the coach of their uh, elite volleyball team. Um, but it turns out that he has been, and it's really fucking bleak. Yeah. Like he has been physically abusing his male uh, the the male players on his team and and grooming the female players uh, yeah. on on that team. And uh, it in like so he's just like a complete piece of shit. But he sees himself as kind of like the king of the school. And so his palace is a his his visual the visual representation uh, of his internal self is a castle where he is the king. And in that world, the shadow uh, version of this volleyball coach is presented as a king wearing a robe, uh, but also just a little tiny, uh, a little tiny underwear because he's horny as shit. That's the first couple palaces are kind of horny. Uh, I mean, this game is fucking unbelievably horny. Yeah. This game is high key horny. Yeah. It is so horny. Every element is so horned up. I have a, like I have multiple because your persona that you capture are like your Pokemon. I have multiples of those and I haven't even been pursuing them. It's just that they like that are topless women. Yeah. There's just like there's just like women with their there's a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a centaur with her tatties out. Yeah. And that's like, she's going to be on your squad. It's fucking wild. There's the, those. And then there's some that are just like kind of gross. Like there's one later on. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Where it's just like a, like, like goblin or something like sitting on a fucking toilet. Yeah. There's a toilet goblin. <laughs> yeah. talk about the palaces please um because the way i persona 
the the biggest effect this game had on me was not internally, but was externally the way I viewed the world. And Persona's concept for the way that a person sees their surroundings being the the palace that you have to infiltrate in order to change them is a brilliant metaphor for if you have a friend and they are troubled and they are seeing the world in a way where it's like hurting them even if that world even if the world isn't objectively hurting them you can begin to infiltrate their concept of reality and it's persona gives you a gateway into that uh deepening of a relationship because you're like oh this person sees this as that and so like if you know this person sees uh that people don't like them when they're out socially right mm-hmm. so as soon as you understand that that's how that they how they see a social situation then you can be like oh you can see this party as a bunch of like shadowed faces staring from the from the sidelines judging somebody even though that's not what's actually happening and theoretically my palace is overlaying i know that this is a lot to to put on the shoulders of a video game but it really playing persona i was like fuck it's one of those times where you're like i i i can see the world differently because of the way the video game is treating the world almost like the like it's commodifying, capitalizing. I don't know what the word is, but it's 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 creating a structure for reality that then you can actually use in reality. Right? I mean, it's like yes. it's it's is it like gamifying reality kind of yeah. like cuz it it's sure. like it is a game, but it's yeah. like you could sort of do that and succeed. Yeah. In real life. It's 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 gamifying reality, but it's also like, oh, this is Yes, I know when I talk to somebody and they're like, I don't go to parties and 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 I'm using this as an example because it's part of my palace is I'm I'm extremely socially awkward, right? Uh and I see parties as like a bunch of people talking to me and I don't know why anybody's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I I feel like I'm in battle or in combat, uh, emotional combat, where I'm like just trying to figure out what the other person wants so that I can provide it to them. And that's not so what your palace is. would be like a dojo where just people are coming at you. Yeah. And I don't and I'm, I'm like, what do you want? What do you want here? Yeah. Let me give you what you want. And that's not what nobody goes up to talk to somebody at a party wanting something from them. Right. No, uh, that's, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think you might be right. I think people do want stuff from you very often. Yeah. Especially. I mean, it's maybe different because it's here. Yeah, yeah in, but in it, if it's like an industry or a work event, like that's the sort of thing and that that's I feel like you pretty universal where people are like, oh, this is an opportunity to schmooze. This is an opportunity to network versus like this is like, but but I know that's not the point you're making. No. Um, and, and I get that. And I and the, the game is is a great it, great at presenting a visual metaphor for someone's cognitive distortions. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, it, it does that really well. Um, especially as the game progresses further and I'll, I'll be, you know, circuitous because we're not quite in spoiler country. The, the, you know, you start to interact with people who aren't just like, oh, that isn't just a, a shitty person whose palace I have to infiltrate. That's someone who's in some sort of trouble 
and they need help. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm infiltrating their palace. And that's an interesting uh, sort of take on it. You're not just going after, you know, bullies and overlords. Uh, There are also just some people who just like can't see the world uh, the way it needs to be seen. All that is great. And speaking of the palaces, when you're in there and also when you're in Mementos, which is a whole other thing that is fucking gigantic. (laughs) Uh, that where your where your side quests take place, uh, your your combat uh, 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 type side your side quests that involve infiltrating other people's brains who aren't like the main bosses of a particular semester in school. You, the combat that's taking place, the JRPG combat, is some of the best I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. It, it it's just it's 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 such got such great pacing to it. It's got such great strategic depth. Uh, the player character Joker. As each of the other characters has their own, uh, you know, has just like one persona. But Joker is a wild card, so he can utilize multiple personas. And so you can have a roster that keeps growing as you progress through the game. They All those different personas have different abilities. And then also you can uh, effectively evolve those persona to make them have multiple, you know, to, to, to inherit those abilities from other ones. So it gets to be extremely complex in terms of planning battle and then in terms of executing your battles. It's not just like go through and, hey, I'm just going to press attack over and over again. Yeah. There's there's a lot of decisions to be made in terms of status effects and, and elemental vulnerabilities. A lot of decisions and... There's so many menus, I thought I was at a restaurant convention. (laughs) That's the one. That's the one. There it is. You did it. But also, this game has quality of life shit, where if you do get into a battle with, uh, you know, with a bunch of low level opponents, like a a bunch of, 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 you know, just enemies you could easily overwhelm, you can press a button and it'll fucking fast forward through it. It'll auto battle it for you. I love that fast forward button because yeah, some, it's so useful. It's, sometimes I'm just like trying to chill and I'm not trying to do yeah. all that. Yeah, but you have to choose when you use it because mm-hmm. if you do that against a, a tough enemy, you might get your ass kicked. Yeah, you might get worked. Um, yeah. I, I mean, God, there's just so much to talk about. I'm almost like, what do we say next? Like, that's what's tough. It's 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 so much. It's impossible to talk about. We'd have to do multiple parts to be able to cover this entire game. I'm sure we'll revisit it if for those of us who keep playing it down the line. But yeah, I was going into this. I was like overwhelmed both by the amount of game that I had to play and then just like, how can we possibly talk about this mm-hmm. in a, like, it's just it's, it's 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 too much to cover. It feels like a an onerous burden to try to sum up this game because like even where you're at in the story, Nick, like 40 hours in, I feel like it's still possible. 52 hours, 52 hours. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's still possible that you could see like a tutorial screen like come up for like a new element that comes I into the game. I streamed this game yesterday yeah. and I got a I got a tutorial for a new thing that I'd gotten. Yeah. Which was a new way to like by by interacting with a shogi player uh who uh practices shogi in a church. Uh, when you go with her and 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 you you interact with her enough, you advance her confidant level. You can start to sw- swap out your characters mid battle, which is another layer of strategic depth. Oh, I wish and, I had and, that. That's great. Yeah, talk to that shogi again. Talk to the shogi girl. I think I'm gonna have to leave the palace that I'm in because I'm at a palace right now that everybody knows who plays this game is fucking hard. Um, mm-hmm. and because I've looked it up, why is this one so hard? And just like I won't get into like story wise what's happening or whatever, but the this boss has a hook to it um, that is different. Sixty hours in is completely different than everything else in the fucking game. Uh, yeah, how, how used to it has a time limit. 
Oh, wow. And like restrictions on how you're supposed to even attack the boss. It's it's a fucking nightmare, this thing. Um, yeah. And it's not a quick time limit. It's 30 minutes. And if you fuck up, you got to do it again. It's it's so fucked. Um, so I'm having a hard time with that one. Um, I have, I mean, I have some of my, I have like favorite characters, right? Like, cause there's so many Witch characters. characters. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like Ryuji. Oh my God. Ryuji's my guy. I just think he's too much and he's so hot tempered that sometimes I'm like, dude, you got to fucking relax, man. Like, I feel like if he was my friend in real life, I'd be like apologizing for him a lot. Cause he's always like talking to, he's always talking down to the other characters. And I'm like, you're not any better than these guys. Like lady on is like a queen. You don't speak to her that way. Uh, I like that. He's dumb. Yeah. I think it's funny that he's dumb. Uh, but my romance, my romance, that I worked hard to achieve this one. Mm. Okay. Because as soon as I saw her, I was like, I I pick her. Okay. And it's the back alley pharmacist, Tay Takeme. So fucking that that character. I had is, no choice. The character design is so fucking horny. I couldn't um, help. So it. appealing. Yeah. The 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 doctor. So. One of the many confidants you can see is a doctor running a back alley shady clinic where she is doing her own clinical trials and she wants to use you uh, as her guinea pig. And she calls you your guinea pig all the time and you grow to love it. Yeah, for sure. But also like you're in high school and she's an adult and you can romance her. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple (laughs) of adults like that in this game. A few, yeah. But but that whole thing is is just like its own. It's there's its own story arc that's going through her character as you're progressing. And again, you're, you're choosing how to use your time because Matt mentioned time limit. There is just a ticking clock throughout this game, which is that mm-hmm. the calendar only gives you a set number of days to infiltrate the particular individual's palace uh, before you know. Basically, I don't know what happens, but I assume it's just like a fail state. It's just game over. You can't do it. So you have to give yourself a number of days to do that. And that's its own laborious process where you have to finish this entire dungeon. Then uh, you locate the treasure inside that dungeon. Then you have to step out of the world and leave a calling card. Then like a day later after you've left that calling card in the real world, which lets the real person, not the shadow version of the person, know that they're on notice for getting their heart changed, you go back in there and you battle a boss-like version of them and then steal their treasure, which is its own visual metaphor for whatever the fuck's going on in their brain. We've barely scratched the surface. No, yeah. That's like- <laughs> not to mention, there's real-world cafes where you can go get drinks and shirts and hats. Like... Yes. Here's the thing about uh, about Persona 5 is that when when I was playing it and I would see a a billboard for it in the real world, I'd be like I'd feel like a like a warm ownership of that billboard. I'd be like, yes. "Oh, I know. Mm. I know what that is." Because before you play Persona 5, a red billboard that says, "We will steal your heart." You're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then after yeah. you play Persona 5, you're like, "Fuck yeah." You I know what this is. I'm in the club actually. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's Heather. You you found out about a cafe pop up in real life that was happening a couple weekends ago, maybe mm-hmm. at this point, like a month ago. And you were like, "This is closing tomorrow," and I was like, "I I cleared my day. I was I was I was I couldn't go the day before, but on the last day I went and." I've been thinking about this latte that I got from there every single day since I had it. Been thinking about it a latte? It, it's 
It Nick? stole your heart. <laughs> Hold on. Which one are you going with? Hmm. Heather's was good, but Nick's was Nick's. <laughs> uh, they're both good. You both pass. Um, the calling card has been received. <laughs> but like this, this, I got this like cold brew latte that was red and it had beet and apple juice in it, which sounds crazy. Yeah. It was so delicious and so unique tasting. And I'll, I'm sad that I went on the last day possible so I could never get it again. Um, but I got so like this game because I was, I feel like I had been playing it a little longer uh, uh, than you guys were. I feel like, you know, it, it took over my life in a way that I was not prepared for. Um, because yeah. especially going to that cafe, feeling that ownership that Heather is talking about, I was like, I'm buying a fucking shirt. I'm buying a hat. I'm wearing them both right now. I'm decked out in full Persona 5 Royal gear currently. And I feel insane. I feel fucking <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I don't have anything like this for other video games. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like, is, is this like one of my favorite games ever now? Like, perhaps like it's like it's it's such a strong entry. Um, I don't really play a lot of games like this. Like, I, I, I don't. But this game, everything that it does and it does everything. It does everything well. It's yep. it's it's, yes. it's 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 a masterpiece. I enjoy just playing baseball inside of yeah, Persona. Absolutely. No, that that's the thing. It's like, you know, we talked about Yakuza 0. We did an episode about that uh, previously, and that's another uh game that that I absolutely came away loving. Mm-hmm. I was just like this is fucking awesome. It's similarly its approach to world building is not size but density. Mm-hmm. It's like here is a here's a pretty contained neighborhood that just has a ton going on. Although Persona 5 the map opens up, there's so many fucking neighborhoods of Tokyo you can go to and do different things. There's it's, it 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 becomes that in and of itself becomes overwhelming. But all these ones are they're just packed with like packed with NPCs, packed with shops, packed with vending machines, uh packed with activities. And it's it's all like productive because you could um because as it goes like you're you're improving your character stats through these various activities so like even going to choose to see a movie seeing a movie might improve your charm stat because it you know it's it's a it's a it's a romance maybe it's a rom-com and maybe you saw it with a friend and so those two elements make you more charming so it's so there's always shit like that uh, one of my favorite activities is the um the burger challenge yeah so there's a burger shop and the Big Bang Burger, <laughs> the Big Bang Burger, uh, a, a, a galactic themed uh, burger, uh, burgery. And you go in there and there's a gigantic cheeseburger, like a plate sized cheeseburger that you can eventually once your t- your stats are good enough, can take down in one go and you get a substantial boost from that. Uh, but then there's multiple levels of that uh, that come that. Uh, and, but also, if you take the challenge and fail, it still improves your gut stats. Yeah. So it's still productive to do. Like at least you so try. I, I think it does a gr- it does a great thing of like a, a great element of never really feeling like it wastes the player's time. Uh, you know, you can you can go to the laundromat and do laundry, but you're getting new armor out of it. So even that like, you know, kind of mundane task is something that's helping you uh, in the base game. And I love the little musical notes that appear over your head when you do something that's improving oh my, uh, you. Uh, yes. It's they're like little and the sound sadistic musical notes like evil grinning musical notes like haha i've improved my guts yeah. <laughs> it's so good 
It's it's fucking great. I I want to ask Matt because you, you seem to have really fallen for this game. And one thing about this game, which speaking of characters, is perhaps the the second biggest role is a cat. Morgana. A cat named Morgana. Mona. Cat who appears both in uh yeah, Morgana and Mona, who appears in chibi form uh in the palaces and appears in actual cat form in the real world. Although to Morgana, you- Morgana's credit, Morgana says, I'm not a cat. Yes. Repeatedly says not a cat. But is a cat. I, I was, but is a cat, but is pre- presented as a cat. And even though we've played what a combined 100 hours of this game we don't know if that's true or not we we still no clarity we have no idea <laughs> what is the truth uh, yeah but i love morgana uh, yeah what a great character uh there's a moment where uh where he like leaves and i was devastated oh <laughs> to come back to me because yeah. he, he left in a huff too, which I was right. You know, I think I think Ryuji must have said something to him that he didn't like. because uh, Ryuji is always popping off. Um Yeah, the two of them are going at it. I feel like I had a good relationship uh with Morgana. Um I had a great Well, this is the thing I didn't even say. I said I romanced uh, Tai Takeme, the uh yeah. goth doctor. Mm. Uh oh. Did you romance the cat? No. I romanced Lady On as well. Oh, uh, how could you do that to Morgana? Morgana's so thirsty for Lady Anne. I don't know. And here's the thing. I kind of feel bad about it. Yeah, I'd feel, I feel I could never do that. I feel bad not just because of what I do, did to um, Morgana, but also because I know that Valentine's Day will come up. <laughs> and I'm going to be in a big trouble. And just that impending trouble does not feel good. Um, I forgot when I first started that the goal of this game was to basically be kind to everybody and like benefit from it. Yeah. Uh, yes. And when I first dropped into the game, I was just like, oh, I'm going to play this guy as kind of a jerk. Yeah. And was a jerk to Morgana real early on. And uh, and Morgana was like, what? And I was like, see you later and left Morgana behind, which I know is a plot point, I think, yeah. in the game. But you don't see Morgana for like a day. And I was like, fuck, I hope I didn't just ruin my ability to have that party member. And then I, because yes. as soon as I walked away, I was like, oh, right. Persona games have consequences. Yeah. And I can't just be a fucking jerk to the cat for no reason. And that's a good. You can lock yourourself out of content. Yeah. Yes. That's a good thing to say, though, too, is that like every, everything you have, everything you do does feel like it does matter. Yeah. Um, uh, for sure. It's like in like where some some games like will have stuff like that in it and you'll do something you're sort of like okay well like that didn't actually affect anything that I that I thought I was doing but like in here you could make a big mistake. Um and I just I'm I mean look I'm really nervous about this Valentine's Day. Good's <laughs> coming up. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be so mad at me. The goth is going to be so mad. Yeah. There's two characters that that I hope you can't romance, but I think you maybe can romance. One of them is was added to Persona 5 Royal, was a new character, uh, and I, apparently you have to get your confidant status up with him pretty high in order to unlock the final semester, so that's the thing I've been working on, but he's a therapist. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, and he's fucking he's he's like he's dunk he's like hunky but dorky. I almost said dunky. Uh he's like he's no, got like we can't he's, play he's, the he's clip a klutz. Again. <laughs> 
he's like a cl- he's like clumsy and he's he's disheveled. He's wearing glasses, but he's like fucking hot as hell. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also a and this is a character I really like. And also she helps you a ton in the game. Your teacher Kawakami. Yes. Uh, you know what? We're my we're mildly in spoiler country here, so I'm just gonna say like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put on your hats and glasses. I'm not gonna spoil anything major. I'm spoiling something with a side character. Your t- one of your teachers is Kawakami, and she, uh, at a certain point, Ryuji, who's horny as shit, who's cartoonishly horny. Yes. Uh, who's a fucking you know a, he's a wolf whistle wolf whistle level of horny. He gets a flyer for a maid service and is like, it's like a horny maid service. Is like, oh, we can get a maid to come to you know we'll, we'll we'll get an empty apartment. We'll get a maid to show up and we can have this you know fucking sexy maid hang out with us. Uh, and uh, Mishima, who is a another major character we have not talked about, yep. <laughs> who is effect, it was basically the <laughs> mod for the website of your the group that you are that becomes uh, famous slash infamous. Uh, your party, uh, the Phantom Thieves, as they progress over time, they become more and more popular, and more people are logging this website. He basically mods that website. He goes along with it. Uh, the player character can either reluctantly or excitedly go along with it. And the maid who shows up, the sexy maid who shows up is Kawakami, who's basically like, fuck, teaching doesn't pay me enough. This is my second job. Please don't tell everyone. Please don't tell anyone. And you end up having a deal where you can uh, call her service and request her and she'll show up and hang out with you. And that will be its own thing that can improve your confidant status with her. But also she will just do domestic tasks for you. Yeah. She's like, clean and your room like, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You reach a certain point where like, she'll come over and like, Oh yeah, I'll make some coffee for you. And coffee in the palaces restores your SP, uh, your mana pool. And like, just like even a, a, something like that, like it developing to that point that this, this, what looks like a minor side character, like that relationship eventually advancing to like, Oh, I'm going to choose to call, uh, uh, I, I, you can just choose to hang out with her, and um, it's it, it's it's just really cool, and it's an, an amazing amount of depth and complexity. Yeah, you have to pay her five thousand yen. Five thousand yen, yeah. Part of part of why uh, why the game is stressful is that any of these choices is a trade off. Like you hang yeah. out with one person and you don't hang out with the other person. You read a book and you aren't going to the movies. Like it's it because each of the palaces is timed. You have to like manage your time in the game. You can't just be like, well, since it's an infinite school year this year, I will or for the next two weeks, I'm just going to read books like it's. Yeah. Yeah. And and in that way, there's a weird stress in this game that isn't present in these other JRPGs with infinite timelines like you can you can spend as much fucking time leveling up before you go to the crater and fight Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII. It's not like the days of the week are passing. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I do love that about the game. I do love that the choices feel like they matter. I do love that you pretty, like, you know, they introduce a bunch of characters and pretty quickly it's just, you're in a state where you're getting text messages from three different NPCs, all who want to hang out at the same time, and you have to decide, fuck, who do I want to hang out with? Uh, or, you know, am I just going to go back to my apartment and do pull-ups to improve my HP? It's I I, I, I think that's fucking great. I love all those decision points. I, again, another reason why it's never boring. Um, can I can I say one more thing about Morgana, which I think we have to mention, yeah. and I, it would be a crime if we didn't talk about it on this podcast. So Morgana is a... Uh, a, a human question mark who's has cat form when you go into mementos and mementos is kind of oh, like God. this you know this procedural side dungeon uh Borgana is basically like 
Uh, it's it, and it's represented as you know, like this this underground these underground tunnels that are that are vast and that you can't really just walk through. And so you're kind of, they're kind of like, well, how the fuck are you gonna get through this? And Morgana's basically like, check this shit out, and turns into a car. <laughs> Morgana is a human who's a cat who turns into a car that you can get inside and drive. And the car has cat ears and a tail and it's fucking bananas. Yeah. It's so crazy. And then you're driving the car in momentum. You're driving the car. You're driving. And, and the cat feels you inside of him. Yes. He's like, he's like, he's like, Ooh, that tickles. It's like, what the fuck? What is happening? <laughs> what is going on here? Well, Turning into a car is a thing that happens in anime. Oh, I'm aware of that. Is yeah. that true? So, but it's it's wild to see in this. Yeah, it's true. It ha- it's happened in multiple anime, I think. Oh. I didn't know I that. I don't know why. Yeah. And which this game is is extremely anime if we you haven't been able to infer it. It's, it aesthetically it's 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 very uh very anime adjacent and then also has gorgeous full screen anime sequences yeah, as some of the key cutscenes. We haven't even talked about that shit. No. Looks it's like great. a we full even... fucking anime just buried in the middle of Persona 5. <laughs> and there's an anime adaptation as well. But um yeah. but the yeah those cutscenes I'm always like just show me the rest of the game as this. This is so <laughs> I'll watch 80 more hours of this game if you just <laughs> put it in front of me, please. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know which which IP influences which, or if there is any you know cross pollination of ideas or or not. But it, it it feels so similar to Yakuza in the sense of like it's got stuff that's just you know cartoonish absurdity, but then also just like genuine like uh, emotional gravity, mm-hmm. uh, and it somehow has those things coexist. And then also as a storytelling device in this game, well. The game starts with like this opening sequence that sort of introduces you to being in a palace, right? And like you're like uh, leaving like a casino or something, like a sort of Ocean's Eleven style uh, heist going on. Later on throughout the game, you're met with this interrogation that you haven't, that you eventually, I guess, catch up to, uh, depending on what time of the year it is or whatever. Um, but you're giving this this you can upgrade your um uh relationship with the person giving you the interrogation if you give them the information that they want but like yes. that sort of wasn't clear to me until 30 hours in like i didn't really know what was going on i i don't think that's really achievable until yeah. a little bit later okay. but maybe i'm wrong but the same the same sort of thing happened for me it happened relatively you know, closer to mid game than early game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, while the interrogation is going on, which is used a lot, mm-hmm. it's like you'll talk to you'll basically anytime you meet a new key a key NPC, it'll be like you know you'll meet like a politician who's giving a speech on the street, and then you'll do a flash forward to this interrogation. It'll be like, who is that? I know someone helped you uh, with your speeches. Who could that have been? You know, and this sound is playing. Great interrogation music. Great soundtrack overall. It's so yeah, good. It's pretty good. Do you guys have any other standouts from the soundtrack you want to play? Uh, I mean, the battle theme takeover is so good. Um, it it does the thing of it, it's just a theme that you hear over and over again, um, and it uh, it never gets old. Um, let me find that real quick. 
I, I honestly think of anything the the interrogation devices maybe overused, mm-hmm. but I still liked it. I th- I still thought it was cool and and got, gave me a sense of like, oh, this is something bigger is going on. Here's a little bit of takeover uh, the the combat theme. Oh. And you hear this every time you play it. <laughs> yeah. And you're never like, oh, good. This song again? Yeah. It's always like, nice. Ooh. There's fucking vocals. Which used to be the way you would end a game. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, we got one song, and it's going to play at the end credits, and it'll be like, woof, there's a there's a singer. And now it's like, every fucking time you battle, it's like, yeah. God, it's a good song. Uh, and speaking of vocals, so the the overworld theme, or the the one of the more common overworld themes that plays throughout the game, uh, beneath the mask. So at, at first, you're hearing the instrumental theme. This is what you have for through the through maybe the first twenty hours of gameplay. Yeah, great. Great chill vibes. So later on uh, in the game, as you progress further, uh, that theme, which is called. I just fucking had it. Um, You guys know the name of that theme? No. Beneath the mask. Hmm. Uh, Beneath the mask. We haven't mentioned how (laughs) you put on masks when you enter. Oh, yeah. And become different characters <laughs> or different versions of the same character. Uh, Beneath the Mask has a vocal version, which which comes in later. And that's this. Skip ahead a little bit. Where have you been? Been searching all along. Again, you've heard this track for probably a collective six hours at this point. Yeah. So when it starts up without any sort of fanfare... And now all of a sudden has vocals. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is fucking unbelievable. I'm kind of shocked that the like file size for this game isn't a terabyte. There's so much fucking stuff in this game. <laughs> and it's something that I feel like we said this a lot when we uh, did the Yakuza Zero episode. There's so much yeah. in it that there's no way you could see everything. I feel like you could play this game five times and not see everything. There's so much stuff. That's why it's called yeah, Persona 5. You oh, play it five mm, fucking times. You gotta time. play it. <laughs> Every time a new Persona game comes out, you have to play it the number of times that it is in the series. Um, yeah, I, and and I, I think a lot of that, a lot of, and I don't know, I, I should look up how long Persona 5 vanilla is, um, although I shouldn't say vanilla for playing. Vanilla is a flavor. Vanilla, uh, vanilla, uh, the regular Persona 5. But that one released in, I think, 2016, and then Royal comes out... Um, uh, it, it it comes out in 2020, or I'm sorry, Japan Japan 2019, in the U.S. in 2020, the West in 2020, um, and then they remastered it for modern hardware uh, in uh, in October of 2022. So it's gone through some iterations and some refinements, and it has some more quality of life improvements in this version, but also just a lot more content. It's I feel a great like game. If we were still it's a fucking amazing game. fucking games, I'd give this game a fucking ten. Like it's yeah. so yeah. fucking oh, yeah. good. I feel like, you know, going into this next year, we'll probably all still be chipping away at it. And I'm also kind of, I would, I, I would be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if we didn't finish it this coming year, too. Uh, just because, like, it, it seems like there's a lot left for us to do. I have a bad history of publicly committing to finishing something yeah. and then uh, not doing it. But So I'm not going to do that, but I do feel like I'm on the trajectory to finishing this game because yeah. I really like it. I don't want to stop playing it. I, I, I'm going to say, I, I, I do want to, to, this is this is like a relatively minor point, but it's one that I wanted to say because it struck me as I was playing it. So the design of all the interior spaces and the urban spaces, like they're pretty, you know, it's 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 closer to real world proportions than video game proportions in terms of making alleys feel like they're they're narrow, mm-hmm. um, you know, making doorways not feel like they're 10 feet wide. And as such, but also they're they're filled with characters. There's like NPCs everywhere, both ones you can interact with the ones you can't. And the way it handles collision is so elegant, which is just certain characters you can just kind of, if you're running towards them, you just clip through them. It's kind of like the MMO approach, but it works so well for this game uh, that you can have a dense crowd and you can just sort of, uh, you know, phase through the 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 approaching characters. And it's just like another attention to detail thing that makes this a lot more playable and, and navigable. Yeah, if you did the Assassin's Creed technique on this, you'd add another like 400 hours to these spaces. <laughs> yeah. Like if you had to like... Like gently push people aside to get to somewhere yeah. if it because the yeah it's it has tons of people in those crowded claustrophobic environments but yeah it's whew, thank God thank God you just run straight through them like they're ghosts yeah it's great and they kind of look like ghosts they because do. the characters who aren't key they had they they kind of look like you know sometimes monochrome apparitions and they they don't have facial features they're just kind of silhouetted. They're NPCs in the yeah. in the real, like traditional sense. Yes, but they look great. They look. This game's an aesthetic marvel. It's absolutely gorgeous to look at every fucking second. Oh, oh god, that reminds me of the, the, the thing. The fucking when you get on the the train. Oh, the wipe screen. Ugh. The fucking wipe screen of all the silhouetted passengers and the sound effect yeah. of the the rails. It looks so fucking good. I never get tired of seeing it. And they didn't have to do that. No. They didn't. They didn't have to do any of this. Game. No, that's the other thing. <laughs> they could have made this game they suck didn't have to shit. Do any of it, <laughs> <laughs> and they did all of it. The something we haven't brought up. I think. Yeah. Have you guys? I mean, I don't think Heather has yet. Have you seen any of these Showtime <laughs> attacks? Love the Showtime attacks. Yeah, I think they're, I've they're seen so attacks. They're the best. Yeah, the, you, you get them at a certain point, that, and they are so elaborate they're like they're like you know the most elaborate like summon sort of summon style finisher um and uh they involve two characters teaming up and so i think my favorite one is i think it's ryuji and um uh who's cat mask guy what the fuck's his name oh the wolf um or the the fox i think is his name uh yeah i know you're talking about yeah the artist um uh yeah, the 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 two of you, the, the yeah, the artist, the two of them, they team up and um they uh what oh, I'm trying to sort of his name. It's Ryoji and Goro. No, not Goro. It's a uh, Yusuke. Yusuke. Yusuke is it? Yeah, Yusuke and Ryoji and so Ryuji is like at a bar and Yusuke turns to him with like a bowl of curry that he serves to him and he's and Ryuji starts eating it up. Um, and as that's happening, the enemy that you're fighting goes through the wall of the bar and the two characters just pull out fucking massive guns and turns and just blow the shit out of him yeah. while there's, well, one of them seated at the bar eating and the other's behind the counter. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just so elaborate and so unnecessary, 
but it's great. Yeah, the the one I really like is I think the first one that you get is with uh Morgana and and Lady On and um yeah. Morgana like professes his love for Lady On and like gives her flowers and then Lady On pulls two guns out of the flowers and starts out blasting. Of the bouquet, yeah. It's so funny. B- starts blasting while spinning 360 degrees in place. Yes. It's uh, really it's, good. It's they're all it's there's just so much well, there's no way yeah we could ever talk about the enormity of this game in another way that's not this game's so fucking big. Yeah. And and can I say one one thing that I that I do like about this approach versus Yakuza? I do like Yakuza because it's so just fucking insane that they did this, but like you don't have to like learn how to play mahjong. No. You know what I mean? It's like there's a shogi player uh, but unlike in Yakuza, where you have to actually know the rules of Shogi <laughs> and how to beat a high-level AI in order to advance in this, <laughs> yeah. here it's a little bit abstracted, and I think the, the game does a good job. Some of them are more active, like the the, the batting cages, like Heather mentioned, that's active, but I, I think they did a good job of picking the spots where an activity will more just sort of happen with a button press. It's fucking masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. I fucking can't get enough of this game. It's so fucking good. If it wasn't... I'm gonna play it right now. If it had come out this year, it'd be game of the year. It's it's phenomenal. It's so great. And the fact that it was a day one drop on uh Game Pass too is just huge. I that's how I've been playing it. I've been playing it on Game Pass uh, on too. my Steam Deck, uh on the cloud mostly. Wow. Wow. And it plays great. It plays fantastic. I've been playing on PC, um, and uh I'm 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 playing at like 1440p. Uh, because that's my monitor and like and 120 fps and it looks fucking dazzling. Man. It's so clean. Uh, it's it's pristine. So it's one of the best looking games, one of the best sounding games I've ever played in my fucking life. Yeah, it's incredible. this makes me grateful for this podcast. It give me the excuse to play Hell this fucking yeah. game that I probably wouldn't play otherwise if I was, you know, just had a just didn't have didn't couldn't make it part of my job. No, it's, it's fucking it's fucking amazing. It's yeah, it's 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 an all time game. It's an all time. It just it, everything it does is so. Good and every like all the songs are great, uh, even yeah. though you only hear like three. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, this is the, the it's it's great. Uh, uh, we got to wrap this yeah. up because Matt, you're going from here straight to Pandora. So, yes. uh, I but, but I, I want to make sure we get people's thoughts in here though before we end the episode. It's time for the you play of the we play you play. It's the review crew for you, the Ryu crew. All right, this first one is from Jim, uh, and they write, Ever since I played Persona 5 Royale, I've been drinking two pots of coffee a day and ordering katsu curry at least once a week. Five forks. <laughs> the thing, so, so okay, so at the coffee shop, you can learn to make coffee, you can l- learn to make curry, and there's a point where the, the coffee shop owner, who's like your surrogate father, is like, you gotta have a, you gotta have coffee with curry. And I was like, I've never done that. I gotta fucking do yeah. that. That makes me want a co- coffee with curry so bad. Yeah, I did too. it. I did it. Yeah. I did it because of the game. I ordered wow. Japanese curry delivered to my house, uh, curry rice uh, with vegetables, and I had a fucking coffee with my curry, and I was like, fuck, this is pretty good. Man. <laughs> I got to do it. Um, <laughs> this next one is from Vanilla Bean, and they write, and also their, I, Vanilla Bean. their icon is Morgana on our Discord. Persona is the best Pokemon game. And look, at the state of Pokemon right now is rough. 
<laughs> yeah. I'd say Persona 5 is probably the best Pokemon game I played this year. But who knows? And you, there were two mainline Pokemon releases. Well, this I year. did really love Pokemon Legends Arceus, so I can't really say. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I loved that. Um, but, and I'm still chugging along in Scarlet, but I was not really having fun last night playing it. Um, yeah. This one's from Zapman Crothers. I'm really, we're realizing we never really got fully into spoiler country. I think that I think that's a credit to how much is going on in this game that you can talk about it extensively without spoiling the plot, really, which does really fucking go. The places. plot is good. <laughs> plot is great. There's just like, yeah, you could say, I mean, we could talk about this for two more hours, probably not spoil it. Um, yeah. This one's from Zapman Crothers, uh, and they write Persona 5 Royale was my first venture into the series, and it is electric. I've banked so much time into it at this point, and I've been enjoying the whole way through. So much so, I was listening to Nick's stream last night while also playing. I have bounced off of tons of JRPGs. That's wild. But this one slaps. Yep. Yeah, it's so engaging. Yep. Someone, by the way, speaking of streaming this game, I, I streamed this twice. Yeah. Uh, the first time I streamed it, I did, I did an over two-hour stream. Did not see a single combat encounter. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how this game is paced. Yeah. There can be stretches where you're just not going into combat for so, so long because you're just doing story shit and uh, building relationships. Uh, this next one is from Spokey Doki, uh, and they write, Playing P5R feels kind of like watching How I Met Your Mother. The police are interrogating me for information about my mysterious non-crimes, and I'm just telling them about how I hooked up with every girl in school and my teacher and my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love that. Uh, and finally, this one's from Punk Rock uh, Bob. Punk Rock B. Bob on our Discord, and they write, We cried, we laughed, we participated in questionable relationships with both young and old. All while listening to the dopest acid jazz this side of the year 2000. 10 yeah. out of 10, my heart was stolen. The soundtrack is unbelievable. I'm going to have this going as like background music while I'm working or walking oh, yeah. for the rest of my life. When I it's so go good. to Japan in the spring, I'm going to fucking have this on my playlist, my walk around playlist, and I can't fucking wait. Man, there's probably so much good uh, Persona 5 stuff in Japan when you're going to be there. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking rad. Well, hey, I mean, I guess that's this week's get played. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna be back on what what day what day are we coming back? We're coming back on the the ninth of of January. Well, next two weeks we'll have uh some new episodes in your feed. Uh on the next week, well the twenty-sixth, we'll have an oops all intros part one and the following week on uh, January 2nd, 2023, Oops All Intros Part 2. And then, uh, so look out for those. Those will be just collections of some of our uh, past intros. We're taking a break, but we're still giving you content. Yeah. And that content yes. is a sketch comedy anthology. <laughs> a a absolutely, yes. That's exactly what it is. And you're going to fucking love it. You're going to eat it up. <laughs> and hey, if you're absolutely starved for content over the holiday break, again, Persona 5 Royal. On fucking Game Pass. It's a home run. Yeah. And Get Animated, where we're still get releasing episodes throughout the entire uh, break. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's on Stitcher Premium, patreon.com slash get played. Yeah, we did an episode with uh, Matt watched Akira for the first time. We all talked about it. And then also we talked about uh, Satoshi Kon's uh, Christmas E 
uh, movie. Tokyo Godfather. That's right. So those will be those will be in Get Animate. Um, I want to thank Devin Bryant one more time. Follow him at Baffle Gabs. Follow him over to Smartless. Uh, just a just an absolute total professional in every sense. Um, incredibly talented, incredibly uh, uh, easy to work with. Just an absolute the dream. Wickedly we will miss talented, him a lot. One and only. <laughs> yeah, real a real fucking hero for this show. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that guy. The goods, a good man. Love you, Devin. And guys. Guys? I don't think we got played this week. I think... I think our hearts got stolen. Yeah, I think for some of our hearts. 